Welcome back to Castle's Council. I'm Stephen Castle, and this is number five in the series. Uh, before we get into today's topic, I'd like to just obviously thank everybody for listening, and for those that have gone and, and liked and shared and po- posted remarks, a uh, big thank you to all of you. Castle's Council success is only going to be based upon the people listening, and your input and your uh, favor is really appreciated, so thank you for that. And from that, let's start today's episode. Today's Castle Council, we're discussing human trafficking, what you need to know about. With me, joining me today uh, is a special guest. Her name is Carmen Castle. She is my ex-wife. Welcome, Carmen. (laughs) Welcome to Castle Council. Thank you. The reason why you are here today, which we'll go into in terms of your involvement with human trafficking but one of the things that's come across with this human trafficking story was when i first heard about it and you had mentioned it to me last year um was it sort of feels very foreign to me very foreign in that it doesn't really affect me that's the first thing i thought about when you said human trafficking my thoughts were this doesn't affect me this has got nothing really to do with me it doesn't touch me how it does affect us all of us so when you say it sounded foreign to you, that's what we get a lot of. Um, when you say human trafficking, it sounds like a movie. This, uh, I want to share a few stories with you, and it's going to sound as if you are listening or watching a movie, but it is very, very real. It was quite a shock to me as well, because when I first started getting involved, I worked with a charity called It's Not About Me. Um, I'll say charity slash organization. We are based, the HQ is in Salby, but we are pretty much like gypsies. We're all over the show. Um, the human trafficking has become a very big part of what we're doing in the last year but the charity itself is actually involved in anything so if someone needs a formula for their babies if they have no food if they need transports if they are someone is in dire straits of a job or we involved with quite a few children's homes it's very wide what we do is uh, it's not about me you're talking about that's what the charity is called it's not about me that's how i'm involved uh, so they're involved with, with, involved with an entire thing correct and human trafficking involvement it's is, just is part of that re- yes Okay. Yes. So I've said that just because there are so many people that need help out there and you just don't know where to go or who to contact. Yeah, the assistance that people need, even that, believe it or not, is foreign to people. If it's not happening to you, you think it's not happening. Well, that's exactly it. When you talk of human trafficking, the first thing I think about is somebody being sent away and used. And when I looked at human trafficking in terms of what actually is human trafficking, there are quite a few different sectors that fall under human trafficking, such as forced labor, the sexual industry, yeah. uh, commercial sexual exploitation, which is yeah. different to sexual industry. And then there's also the forced marriages and then yeah. hormone trafficking. So yeah. that's also a part of, of human trafficking. Those sort of, those all fall different, different sectors. So your involvement in human trafficking is being one of what? I kind of fell into it, to be honest, because I was doing everything else with It's Not About Me. And one of the ladies that I work with, became involved. She had received a couple of calls and there were a couple of incidents that happened. We, we fell into it where we just started getting more proactive because the lady that works with us. Who's that lady? Her name is Colleen. We work with an amazing, amazing team. And I must say that without the, the networking that we do, without people like you, it's not possible. What we do is not possible. So I fell into the trafficking. I first heard about it was there was a girl that had um, been trafficked. Been trafficked? What does that mean? So pretty much exactly what you said. There's all 
illegal, there's, there's so many kinds of trafficking. In this case, yeah. she was uh, sexually trafficked. So she was exploited sexually. She, correct. She managed to escape. She was uh, involved in trafficking for 10 years. Now, when we say somebody's trafficked, and the word traffic, I think that's, that's the first... Okay, so that's, yes. that's always the word that I always think trafficking is... Isn't trafficking just where... I sort of sell you and then you're gone and then... But it's actually... you actually... The person is, is held and forced. Correct. Okay. Yes. So carry on your story with this. All right. So this lady, she had been trafficked for 10 years and this is how she was caught. She had... She'd lost a job at the time. She was going through the newspaper, saw a job that sounded really interesting, applied, phoned them. They said, no problem, come and see us. She took her CV, went to go and see them in beautiful offices in Sandton. When she got there... They did a full-blown interview, a legit interview with her. She left, super excited. They phoned her and they said, all right, listen, you're going to come back a second time for your second interview. We want to introduce you to uh, some of the managers that are here. Have a chat and then we'll take it from there. How old is this woman? She's in her late 30s, I think. I oh, seem so, to be correct. So are you talking about a, an experienced person? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. sorry. So she went back for the interview, they chatted, and they told her on the spot, listen, you're exactly what we're looking for, we're hiring you. Just to let you know, you're going to do some intense training, so you need to let your family know you're not going to see them for the next two weeks or so. Obviously, she was super excited. Yeah, she found an awesome job. They promised a um, phenomenal salary, and they were doing in-house training. What a, what a bargain. So, obviously, she spoke to her family. She let them know, listen, I've, I've I found a job. I'll be training. You won't be seeing me for a week or so, and that's, that's what's happening. It's the last the, time that this lady went to the offices is the last time that anybody saw her. For 10 years. For 10 years. So, what happens is, when she arrived, and this is... This is standard. This is what happens when you arrive at wherever it is that you're arriving at. However it is that they've caught you. You arrive and then what they do is they start drugging the person, male or female. They start drugging the person immediately to get them addicted. Before you go further, male and female. One of the things I did pick up, and it always seems to be the understood line and even reading the statistics, females and children are normally the target. And I was wondering to myself, are males getting trafficked as well? I imagine on the labor side, there's a large forced labor of men. But are men being to the other categories? It's predominantly children. Predominantly? When you, yeah, when you start you're... predominantly children, the male sector. Male sector, kids. Yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. All right, so carry on back. And also, yeah. just to let you know, uh, Stephen, I don't, I don't uh, well, we don't uh, look at the stats at all. And the reason being is because they're not accurate. When it comes to whether it's a trafficking, a rape case, uh, it's whatever it might be, you have to report the case in, yeah. order, in, order, in order for it to be counted. Correct. And, and correct. It, and obviously, there's a huge amount of the sexual side. A lot of, it. of the time, they, they don't report it. They're either scared, you know, they've been threatened, they blame themselves. There, there are a million different reasons, but a lot of the time, it's not reported. So when I hear people talking about the statistics, to me, it's uh, it's a joke because they're not. It's not accurate. It's not, not at all. All right. Now we are, obviously we're diverting from the story, and I want to get back to the story. But while we're talking about the statistics of it, the International Labour Organization released figures in 2014 regarding trafficking, and they reckon there's an estimate $150 billion industry. So the, the human trafficking sector generates $150 billion a year. Now that's crazy, yeah. but all those statistics, the sexual avenue or part of it, um, forms only 22% of it, which would possibly explain what you're saying is that a lot of the sexual parts of it are not being reported. No. Because as, as I said, it only forms 22% where um, exploited labor is sitting at up to 68% of it, which is 14 million people are being exploited for labor purposes. So in South Africa, whatever the stats are, you could pretty much double it. In terms of 
the percentage base. In terms of accuracy, yes. In terms of yeah, you pretty much double it. In, on the sexual basis? On all bases. On yeah. trafficking, yeah, all of it. Is, is it that serious in South Africa? It's that serious. But is it that serious that we are taking the people from here and we're sending them overseas or we're trafficking them overseas to be exploited? Or are we exploiting them local? Because part of, I think, part of the... The money world, lies in doing it internationally, obviously, is if they export the person yeah. to another country. That's where the money is. And, and part of that is forced marriages, as we spoke about. Yeah. It's uh, not to say it doesn't happen in our country. The forced marriages, uh, we find a lot are, are happening in your cultural environment. But does it way. happen in the same place? So will a South African be trafficked and kept here or moved to another town and exploited? Depending uh, on the money and the demand. Okay, so then I, I, as a male, and I look at it and I go, well, how are you going to keep me and use me? Sort of, I, I don't really get it. I don't really get the idea that, I mean, if you send me somewhere overseas and I have no contact and no way of connecting with back to somebody, I, I understand that there's no really no way I can go. Mm. But how do I get forced to do something within the boundaries of my country and I can't get away to a is it because they, they drug them? Is it because they, drug them. they fear? Make, they fear drug them. You're physically, they're physically tied up. They're physically put into a car, a cage, a whatever it is. It's like, la- like slavery. Exactly. It's a for- form so of slavery. Whatever you picture a kidnapping to be in your head, that's how it is. It, it literally is, that's the reality of it. That's how it is. The girl that, that, that I had first met that, that was trafficked, yeah. she was considered a high profile, which means they paid big bucks for her. Why is that? Her looks? Her she was, age? She was extremely pretty. Intelligent. intelligent. Okay, so it goes down to... Long blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, the and she was picture ex- perfect. Okay, so going back to the story, let's get back to that. She was drugged when she arrived. Yeah, so what they did is they drug the victims to start the addiction because then obviously it's a lot harder for them to leave as well. So they get you addicted to a drug? 100%. That's the first thing they do. Wow, okay. Once you're drugged, obviously they give you drugs every day wherever you're staying. Usually what happens is with the girls is once they've been kidnapped and taken and then drugged and the process starts, the girls are locked in a room, very tiny little room. Picture the size of a kitchen in a townhouse, a bed or a mattress depending and they are, they're just they're locked in the room or they'll be locked or tied to the bed. So, so is this what room. happened to this particular... This uh, is what happens to the girls. They undress the girls and very few of them live in that room dressed, not even their, their underwear, because there are so many men going through throughout the day that there's no time to get dressed and get undressed. So this is sexual exploitation? Yeah, abuse on a, on a, in its highest form, in the most sick, uh, brutal highest form. You know, when I... Th- Think about what you just said, Nana, and I think but the first my first train of thought goes straight away, not not to to the girl. My first thought goes to what person would go and line up in a line to get their rocks off on some innocent being. Like, how many sick individuals are there actually out there that? think that that's desirable that for me is my first train of thought i go straight to that i don't besides the, the victim i just think who's perpetrating this like how many people how many men and maybe it's maybe there's women as well but i, I still doubt that, that there's such a big sector of women that are involved in that but how many men are involved in that sort of exploitation that they're willing to take part of it that for me is this is, is a sickness i think you'd be itself. shocked it's more than what you think more than you could even imagine well if you're telling me that they, there's no time to get dressed because there's there's a chain of people waiting to come and exploit this yeah. individual that is shocking alone that yeah. you think that that is that many that and that's just this is one case mm. so if this is happening on a bigger basis or this you know mm. it's the numbers are actually crazy it's been happening for years and uh, you know when you say 
I mean, it's not to say there aren't any women involved, but what they do is the women are, um, th- th- they use women as bait. The women are bait. There are children that are used as bait to reel them in. Okay. So this girl is taken to the room. She's drugged. She's made dependent upon a drug. She has no belongings. They take it all away, including any clothing. For 10 years, she lived Not in bad. this environment. How the hell did she get out? So what happens with a lot of the girls are they'll eventually get to a point where they let out a little bit. So they can go shopping for clothes or they could do this or they could do that. But to obviously they're accompanied by... To look, to look, to look, so they can look after themselves. Correct. I imagine you've got to yes. look after yourself because that's the bait. Yes, but they have somebody who whoever is involved, a whole team <clears> or group. I mean, it's such a well-oiled machine. The trafficking, if I can put it like that. This person will accompany the girls, and the girls are just too scared. But at that stage, you're too scared to run or try and phone someone or try and find any help in any shape or form. You're just too frightened, and of course, they they have the addiction that they have to worry about. So you either are going to find a way, hopefully you're in the right mindset, uh, mentally, emotionally, which very few are, to escape in that form. Or what happens is once they tire of the girls and the girls have now become old and stale and they're not making enough money, it's a case of literally just letting them go. And when I say let them go, I mean the door's left open, you walk out, you're not wearing anything, and you're on the street. That's it. It's not, It's not. oh, here's a little suitcase, here are your clothes, good luck, we wish you all the best. You know, you're talking about this, and, I, and, I, and first thing, I, again, I, we actually are a sick, sick being on this planet. We have this happening. It's obviously massive. So it's not like it's a case of it's a minority that this is happening. This is happening extensively to a point of $150 billion industry. We're sick people. We are, we are a nation, and a nation, I mean, as humans, of really sick individuals. Which okay. People have a connotation to, to who, who they think is doing it. In reality, you have really high-profile businessmen or women that are involved in this, that well, are paying very, very big money. I think the fact that there's a line that tells me that it could be anybody. Yeah. All right, so and there's a specialist. I mean, they, the guys that have money, they give you the little list of exactly what they want. Tall, brown hair, thin. Um, they're very, very specific. And these guys are patient and they are smart. And the way they catch these girls, they, it is in the most bizarre, bizarre ways. From these kids at school, they will sit for months at a restaurant or befriend someone. That's why you had your um, podcast on the social media. And to me, it's such a touchy subject. I try, um, I'm very little on it because what they do is they recruit the victims on these social media platforms. Well, and they a, will stalk you for months. Well, it's an easy shopping. You get to see exactly. the picture. You get to see behavior. Exactly. And of course, everybody uh, is so open. Click on where you are, your location. Oh, well, so it's saying. the easiest, really, it's, it's easier than fishing, actually. You just click on and, and you pretty much know the person's entire life, their life story, their families, you know, where they are. I mean, it's not that difficult. Okay, so that's, that's a, a hunting ground. Social media yes. has become a hunting ground for these guys. Yes. I think then the simplest, one of the simplest things then in order for anybody out there, and my advice from what you're telling me would be, be careful of that friend request. 100%. Make sure your, 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 your stuff is, is private and when you get a friend request and you don't know who it is, don't accept it. Absolutely. Because whatever is looking in, somebody could be looking in, and if you're not sure who it is, leave it. Absolutely. Don't accept it, leave it. Investigate it. Yeah. The find problem out. is with the youngsters is everybody's accepting the friend requests because it's all about the numbers. It's all about numbers. That's the big you thing. You see, it's that's about the numbers. problem. So, so it's about educating people and trying to get past It's that about point. educating people and creating awareness because knowledge is king. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to just create awareness. Oh. The schools in particular, it is, they're such easy targets because the kids really 
it really is all about numbers. The more friends you have, the better. They don't realize that these, How these many traffickers are disguised as it looks like your, your granny. They look like uh, your best friend. They look like your mom. They look like your sister. And this a super hot, good-looking, gorgeous guy or a really pretty girl will befriend you and you think, wow, I've hit the jackpot. Yeah. And in actual fact, uh, you know, this it's some this modern-looking person is has been stalking you and they've been, they are recruiting you and you don't even know it. The next thing, you're meeting up for a coffee and that's the last anybody sees of you. Okay, so sexual trafficking, human sexual trafficking is massive compared to the numbers Absolutely. that have been reported. What involvement and how much of, of human trafficking do we experience here? in the country in terms of a labor because i labor forced labor seems to be quite a big part of human trafficking around the world do we have that issue here do we have that happening it really is on a small scale so they're not yeah. They're not taking our guys and using them to go and... In my experience in the trafficking, I haven't I haven't experienced any of that. I stand to be corrected, but yeah. I'm not sure if any of the other ladies in our team have. And then, obviously, this, the sexual sector. The kids, are kids being used? Is, is that the, the sole benefit of the trafficker? Is the expo- exploitation of children for sexual favor? Yes. It's not for anything predominantly. else? Predominantly. Okay, so that's what it's, it's about. not to so say it's not for anything else. But at, what else could it be? For, in our country at the moment, that is, that's, that is what is Oh my God. Okay. What, what can we do and how do we become, we've spoken about social media now as one of the avenues, but the example you spoke about your, your lady that unfortunately for 10 years was held and she, it all started on a very simple basis of a job interview, the promise of more. How do you, like if somebody phoned me and said to me, you got a job interview and it's in these fancy offices and you go and you, and it looks like, you know, like it is. And how do you know, like, how do you, what's, what could she have done that could have prevented that? Really, was there something she could have done that could have prevented that next step of her arriving and going and getting drugged? There, there isn't really anything she could have done. Well, that's a billion-dollar question. That's what she's questioned herself. So to me, the best thing that you can do is educate yourself enough to be aware. And, and you have to create awareness. Uh-huh. How, so, do you, how do you be aware? I mean, that's... It, it sounds like such a perfect... Her scenario is, is probably, it's, it's, it just sounds so normal. I mean, like, exactly like you said, you're going for a job interview. How the hell would you know what to do? So I would say investigate the company that you are going for an interview for, firstly. Educate yourself. Find out about the company. Legitimacy. You sit, let's be honest. We, you sit and you listen to stories about how people are stalking each other on Facebook just to see what's going on in their lives. Yeah. So do the same. Investigate and stalk whatever it is that you're going to do. If you're meeting up, whether you're going to interview a house or you're going for a job interview, investigate. Educate yourself. Find out about the company. Is it legit? How long has the company been established for? There are ways and means that you can, you know, do your homework is basically what I'm saying. Do a little more homework than just, okay, great. You know, beautiful office sense and all that. goes back to the old saying, if it's too good to be true, it's normally not. eh? 100%. All right, so... Human trafficking is a, obviously a very real thing, and I've, I've learned some interesting things just in speaking to you about this. And quite actually, I'm actually quite sickened by the human race right now. How do we, and how, how do people get more involved? In, you speak about awareness. How do we, how do we pass this on? How do we get more educated about it? What can we do as a normal person? What can we do? To help. All right. So I'm going to start off by saying that anybody who knows someone or suspects that someone is in trouble, or if you are in trouble, all you have to do is find us. You've got our Facebook page and you inbox us, or uh, I'm going to give you Colleen's number and also. Also, I'll post it on the on the on the forum as yeah. well, and I'll post it on the link. I'll give you out Colleen's number. Any questions? They can email info at it's not about me, and it doesn't matter the scenario. We will help wherever, however we can. If we cannot physically do it. 
we have somebody else that will. We have a team. So Colleen that works with us, she's involved with the SAPS and the CPF and a couple of other organizations. She's the go-to girl at two or three in the morning when they call us and a child needs to be collected because she's been raped and often by an uncle or her father. She's the go-to girl if there's somebody's been trafficked and they need to be fetched immediately. All you have to do is get hold of one of us and we will be in, we'll get involved and we can we'll do as much as we can. Is there an organization in South Africa that oversees human trafficking? There are quite a few. If you go online, it's a bit confusing because there's so many numbers you're not sure. So what we've done is I, I randomly post emergency numbers for every conceivable emergency I post on the page. All right. So what we'll do is we'll get those numbers and we'll post them up onto yeah. this podcast So what we've done well. is the people that we actually deal with, the organizations that we literally physically deal with, we've posted those numbers instead of going and phoning like an 0800 number. Yeah, because I just don't think that's, exactly. that's a way to go at all. No, no. All right. Well, that's... I would quite have to say, probably a very disturbing podcast, unfortunately. <laughs> but I had a funny feeling it was going to go that way. We live in a society of very few normal people, and there are a lot of sick individuals. And as Carmen said, I think if you suspect something or you're not sure of something, find out. Yeah. Uh, whether it be yourself, whether it be somebody that you know, ask, check, investigate, question. You don't want that to happen and you haven't taken those steps, you haven't shown the interest, you haven't shown the care, that I think could be possibly the worst thing. Yeah, we're going to wrap up this podcast. Common, thank you for coming in and uh, making my day miserable. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for enlightening me and hopefully enlightening a whole lot of other people out there about the plight of human trafficking in South Africa. And obviously uh, it's an epidemic because I think it's getting worse it's not getting better yeah it is that's why i said you have to educate yourself you have to create awareness what we do is we have workshops as well and we want to go into we are currently going into schools to just to create awareness and giving little tips um of what to look out for because that's half the problem people don't know what to look out for so we want to let these youngsters know listen if somebody approaches you or if you need to go to the bathroom never go alone because they they kidnap you in the in the cubicle in the bathroom cubicle and it doesn't matter the age so just little just we just want to educate you and and create awareness that's all we really want to do i was actually going to say they're like vultures but then actually we'll be insulting vultures so i won't do that common thank you very much thank you those uh, workshops you're speaking about i'll I'll, I'll try and get some information from you. So hopefully we can post those up. Yeah. If anybody would like to have a workshop you done. You can host a workshop at your house. At a school. Yeah, absolutely anywhere. I think very importantly, probably, uh, I'd love some of the schools out there to, to maybe get involved and do workshops. So I'm going to post up your numbers. I'll get those numbers out there, those email addresses. And just share. I think let's get active and let's get people aware. Because I think, as I said, I'm, I think of myself as a, as a worldly person, but I didn't really think this was close to home as, as it is. Mm. So thank you for coming in. Thank you. And... Uh, I'll close out by saying, remember, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. My name is Stephen Castle, and today I'm disgusted. <laughs>